0: Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today, I'm joined by Shelley Terry. How are you today, Shelley?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah,
0: i good. No. Welcome on the show. Really glad to be here uh, or to have you here. And I'm glad to be here myself, so <laughs> that's a benefit. But my first question is, obviously, I want to know all about you, what you do and uh, who you serve.
1: Okay, so I come from a creative background ever since I've been little. It's always I've always had to do something creative and never really wanted to commit to anything because my creativity always came first. I had a career in acting and I had a card making business online and that's always come first for me. I've never been wanted to do anything else. And alongside that creative business, I started coaching people in social media because they saw what I did and I helped them along, although that was never sort of the central part of my business. And I did public speaking and things. And then a couple of years ago, a friend said to me, can you help me out on my social account? I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And it's just snowballed from there. So I've continued doing the coaching, but I've now opened a social media agency, which focuses on organic social media.
0: Amazing. Because I think there's
1: lots and lots out there for advertising and sort of how to push in that direction. But I think people need the support in organic social media, which they tend to do themselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. The interesting part is that you straight away mentioned that you're creative. And one of the things that I've noticed that from people that are that are really creative and I mean, their core is creativity is that sometimes they they struggle with the business side of of business. Uh, Did you find that yourself just because of the I think creativity always has such a pull on people to to want to experience it and want to go off and do that, like feed that creative edge of themselves.
1: I don't find it difficult to do the business tasks. I mean, I don't find that side difficult. I sometimes find my concentration difficult. (laughs) So if I'm creating a graphic for something, I may decide to just go off and I'm down a rabbit hole for an hour just designing. (laughs) Whereas... I should take 10 minutes doing it before moving on to the next task. So I think that's how I find it slightly difficult being a creative. But in terms of the actual doing the tasks, I just it's more me resisting them rather than not being (laughs) capable of doing them.
0: Just like me with accounting. I completely Hmm. understand. Yes. With most people, I think Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you're not unless you're an accountant. I don't think you love accountancy. Well, I'm not even sure accountants love accountancy, but hey, ho, Um, but there must be benefits of allowing yourself to go down those creative rabbit holes as well when you are in that designing phase, right?
1: For sure. Because you end up in places you never intended. Hmm. Um, Quite often we try and stick to a plan, but when you stick so dedicated to a plan, you don't see anything else. Yeah. So if you do allow yourself to wander, you've, come across combinations of things which you may never have put together and i think that's true of not just the design side but in everything Mm. it's just keeping an open mind isn't it being a bit more open
0: (laughs) exactly Um, in terms of the people you work with you mentioned some of their common struggles but was that something that you knew or you discovered along the way when you started offering these services
1: i think i discovered it more than knew it I, as I said, my business making greetings cards was over a space of nine years. and Social media has changed incredibly since, Just a bit. yeah, in those sort of, let's be 11 years by now. So I kind of grew and understood the platforms as they've gone along and used it for business for such a long time that I found when I started to join groups which were designed for, you mm. know, business owners now, anybody coming into social media for their business now they hadn't had that length of time to play around and make the mistakes that I had so I think it was only from talking to people and realizing that overwhelm is a real issue for a lot of people that I realized that there was a a place I could help people
0: yeah was it quite an obvious transition for you from you know nine years in the other business to the new venture and the new focus
1: Yes, it was. It's really strange because you look back in your career and you think all these things are not linked. But actually, you know, I managed a coffee shop, so I had to have organisation skills. I worked front of house in a pizza Mm -hmm. shop. I developed customer skills. I was an actress professionally for a few years, so I have video skills and can use film. I studied camera and photography at college. Nothing seemed connected at all until I started working with people and helping them with their social media and coaching them. And it was like almost a light bulb cliche that you go, okay, so that's why I can do this and I'm comfortable doing this because I have had years and years of doing the most randomest of things. Yes. So it's all informed what I do Mm. now.
0: That's really interesting because I think there's probably a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and business owners out there that want to go into areas and they and they have that those thoughts. They just go, well, I don't know anything about it or I've never experienced that at all. Uh, but it's so true that even the smallest job or the smallest experience in your personal life or your work life can have such yeah, a sure. big impact in terms of learning, in terms of what they want to go and do. Um yeah which i really don't, i don't think that gets told enough do you no why is no. that
1: i'm not sure really i don't know why people don't talk about it it's it almost feels like people don't value mm. parallel skills because it takes away from what you're trying to sell or what you're trying to do yeah um and i think in times gone past not so much now but before the expertise you had was always rooted in something you backed up with all this experience, all these qualifications. Mm. And the experts were seen sort of on a pedestal a little bit. But I think especially in the last 18 months in social media, the whole authenticity movement has happened. And I know as a word, it's kind of banded around quite a lot, but it's just true. And I think people are beginning to expose themselves a little more with their insecurities or... You know, they may not have all the experience that people might expect. And Mm. I think people are finding that actually that's fine. And that people just are connecting with the people and not connecting with their job titles. Yeah. I think that's really quite key that that shift is happening.
0: Do you think there's a danger, though, that there could be a gray area where it almost becomes what another marketing fad to be authentic, which almost counterproducts the authenticity? But it does seem like every single person is really pushing the authenticity, which, in my opinion, almost dilutes it a little bit, if that makes sense.
1: It does. It does make sense. I'm not 100% sure. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I think just the way that there are so many more new businesses starting up um, and social media is now, there's so many platforms and so yeah. many channels to talk on. If you're not authentic, it's harder now to stand out, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um anybody can set up a Facebook page and start a business. You can't see how legitimate it is behind the scenes. Anyone can do that. So I think it's finding a way to connect with people and being authentic in it's not using it as a strategy as such, mm. but just being honest about what you're presenting.
0: When do you find that if you deal with that with your clients, is that one of their biggest struggles to actually be vulnerable, be uh, be themselves online?
1: I think the hardest thing for people is to get the balance. You either find that people are too overly sharing, and yeah. they're talking every other thing is about the bad thing that happened, and please buy it because you know I really need this, and I'm struggling with my home life, and it's too much one way or it's so closed down that they find it hard to share and kind of break through that veneer Mm. and it's beginning to shift to a more even keel i think the more facebook groups have happened and facebook have been pushing those groups in in terms of what's visible and what's shown um more people are engaging in the group in the groups i think people are seeing that there is a middle ground and that it's a comfortable place to be if you work towards getting there. Mm.
0: Is that something that can be or do you think that's something that can be taught or is that something that they naturally have to be comfortable in because even offline there's you know you have different personas in different situations so if people struggle with that can they be that authentic middle ground online as well?
1: They can always try
0: Mm, great answer. there may
1: be for some people they will never get comfortable in front of a camera they may never get comfortable doing selfies in the middle of town and if that's never going to be comfortable it's going to look awkward but there are steps you can take for example taking photograph of your hands instead of your face your hands at your computer your hands reading a book hiding your face there are things you can do which just push your boundaries a little bit so it's still your own photography it's still you you're not using all stock photography they know you're a real person but you're not having to you know put yourself out there to begin with Mm. and i think we just need to all of us need to find a way to balance what we're capable of and what we can push ourselves to do i think that's fair of most things in business isn't it
0: and life i think it's just it's a good rule for life you know mm. push yourself a little bit but know your own boundaries as well uh and i think and obviously as you keep pushing yourself those boundaries are going to change anyway so uh you know i've seen it i've seen it a lot when people might start doing facebook lives and the first couple you know they are super nervous and they're not perfect in whatever the perfect means nowadays but even a week into doing them they're so much more comfortable and and relaxed and it's not even about being authentic I don't think I think they're just allowing themselves to be able to converse with their audience uh in a way that that is gonna is gonna re- react with them I guess um but let's in terms of content and you know the, the way you work with clients is that audience something that people struggle with finding because I know when I used to, when I first started on social media in terms of for business, that was one of my struggles. It was like, okay, who do I want to talk to here? Who do I want to talk to online? Um, And I know I had to go through a few different processes for myself to get that really aligned.
1: I think that when we and myself included, because this is how I started. You wonder where this audience is and where you're going to talk to them you don't actually talk, mm. you put out your content, you're posting your captions, you're taking your photos and like a shop window, hoping that someone is gonna pass by. When you actually start talking with people, that's when you start finding the right people. And I think this is reflected in the last year in social media, it's a real trend that we've seen which is something called dark social that's happening, which is where basically dark social are social places where you can't monitor it in terms of insights and statistics and analysis. So I'm talking like your DMs on Instagram, for example. Mm -hmm. When you reply to someone on an Instagram story, it's taken into the direct message. You can't analyze how well that's doing. But that's where the chats are happening. And the more popular the Instagram stories are becoming, the more the discussion and the chat is happening off of your content mm. and into the like your messenger and your dark social element. So yes, your content is important. That's what gets people interested in talking. But when you seek people out and reply to their stories, that's when the conversations happen. And what I'm finding is the conversions are happening more in the messaging and in the private spaces like a Facebook group than they are on the public spaces like yep. the Facebook page. And I think that's reflected also in the fact that LinkedIn are now trialing stories in a co- for colleges in the States and Twitter are trialing, as far as I know, just in Brazil at the moment, something called Fleets, which are stories for Twitter. So the fact that the other platforms are now adopting yeah the like the the stories it just kind of supports the theory that everything's just getting a bit more real mm. and that the conversations are then happening off of social media like platforms fate like, the shop front basically yeah yeah no
0: I mean it makes sense as well just in if you take that physical shop front as well you you are much more likely to buy if someone converses with you in a store than if you're just allowed to roam on your own um but in terms because because obviously social media is backed by data you know that that's what makes the money of it so if people are having these conversations privately is there a risk that Facebook for example could start Bringing in some sort of analytical things to your your inbox, which would then, I guess, counter it, counter contradict the uh, the safe space of having that having that inbox there in the first place.
1: I mean, I guess that's a possibility. Mm. Um, in the whole light of the whole data breaches that have been happening, and um, you know, things being shut down and being more encrypted. I'm not sure whether it would happen, but mm. Facebook are planning to combine WhatsApp. They've already combined um, messenger for Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, They're also gonna bring WhatsApp messages into that. So they're having, they're creating like a central hub. Um, and I also heard they're now, there's another app that you can use on Instagram, which is just um, messages. So you don't get down the rabbit hole of the feed. It's just yeah. your messages. So whether they're looking at separating it out so that eventually they will put analytics in one,
0: mm. I'm not sure. Almost making it more of just a your, your basic email platform almost, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Which is if super anything, powerful, I, I would say
1: they're more likely to release an email mm. provider to rival something like ConvertKit. I'd yeah. say that's more likely and bring in the analytics that you get with um, an email software. Yeah, tracking it just it, for business. Things and like I that. I think they would keep the messages separate just because of the whole data thing. I think they would probably do that. Yeah, I think that's that would just, be a smart move. That's just speculation. That's just yeah. based on observation. I don't, there's nothing to suggest that.
0: We can start some rumours. They're always listening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> If it happens now, it's because of us. We planted. You the seed. heard it here
1: first. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Which is great. Facebook, we want credit, right? We want credit. Um, <laughs> for your business in terms of you know content strategy, I am seeing, especially in the last six months, a lot of content strategists popping up. Um, how have you found one? It, have you found that as well? And two, how have you made sure that you you've still been heard and you've still been seen? I'm guessing you've probably built your own tribe very nicely around you already.
1: Yes, I have seen it more often. However, social media works by showing you what you want. So the yeah. more I'm talking about content strategy, the odds are the more content strategists I will find. So whether or not there are more of us or whether or not just Facebook is sharing that, yeah. I'm not sure because it is sort of, I think it's splitting a little bit from social media strategy. Um, There is now a little bit of wriggle room for the amount that people do and in what area they're doing. Mm.
0: Definitely. Um, And how how do you make sure that you stay connected to your audience?
1: I talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And never to sell. Um, I'm actually not a very good salesperson. I've never been comfortable selling. Mm -hmm. What I do like doing is helping people. And at the center of my business is kindness and helping people. And I will always start there. Mm -hmm. So wherever I'm chatting to people, if they DM me on Instagram and ask a question, I will answer it. I don't send them to my program. I don't send them anywhere they need to pay for that information, I will always answer it and build a a conversation and build friendships. And actually most of my, um, in fact, all of my clients recently have all come from referrals because I work with someone and we build a friendship and then they'll recommend me to someone else. And for me, that's, that's how it works.
0: Yeah. No, I think it comes back to that um, authenticity and that convert and that conversational style, which I find on my side of things that 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 works best. Um, I love discovering what people are about as well rather than you know it's it's almost backtracking as well a little bit if someone does come to you and say hi I want to buy your services I'm always like whoa 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 let's let's have a chat first let's get to know each other first you know people often forget that because it's such a easy transitional work transactional world now it's mm-hmm. so easy to buy a course or to buy a call from someone yeah. that actually if you allow yourselves that time to get to know whoever's whoever's selling it in what whether they're directly selling it or they're conversationally mm-hmm. selling it i think that's where you really do start to find the people that want to refer you work and and want to see yeah. you grow as well which as a business owner, is just a lovely place to be at. Uh, yes. It's such a rewarding place to be, which is which is really great to hear that you're there. Um, so it, it obviously sounds like, you know, with just because of what you do, you spend a fair amount of time on social media. How do you balance that whole being on social media versus, like, be- being sane in the real world as well, if I can put it that way?
1: Sometimes it's hard, and sometimes my husband will turn around and say, time's up. Should we watch something now? Yes, let's watch something. Um, but mostly it's just about blocking my time out. Mm. So if I'm going to be going on using Instagram as an example to do some engagement, and which is just a fancy way of saying I want to go and talk to some people, find some new people and see what they're about and strike up some conversations. Um, I'll put a time limit on it. So okay, I've got half an hour. And I don't do anything else. Yeah. I don't just generally scroll. I'll target the accounts, visit who I want to visit, and then I'm done. If after that half an hour's up, I decide I want to go back and check something out, I then go and check it out. And then I might spend half an hour just scrolling, looking at stuff I like. Yeah. But you have to block that time out. You have to make it really, really specific. Mm. And I don't always get it right. And sometimes I realise 20 minutes have gone by and I haven't done so easy wanted to do, to do. or you pick the phone up you go to do the task you put your phone down and you didn't even do the task <laughs> it's super frustrating but yeah the i'm always working at blocking that time out and just yeah. giving myself a cutoff point
0: comes back to what you said right at the beginning to to save yourself going down that rabbit hole um that i i'm very familiar at the moment with the tiktok rabbit hole it's so easy it's horrible oh easy. my
1: goodness yes
0: uh, it, that, that that platform is one of the best platforms to do exactly what you just said. So go yep. on it. Half an hour later, you just go. I've watched what? What have I watched? Nothing. Absolutely you were saying nothing. the other
1: day. I know loads and loads of songs, but only like thirty <laughs> seconds of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just if you're here on the radio, I go. Oh, where have I heard that from? Ah, TikTok. <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a crazy platform. A very a really interesting platform in terms of what people are creating. I think. Uh, yes. and what people are watching um, and, and great
1: is. because you can share so much of it mm. so it's not shut down which means you can share tiktoks to your instagram stories yeah which is a really really great way to curate some interesting content because tiktoks let everyone become so much more creative with their videos yeah more so than we saw on other platforms
0: it's, it's, they're not afraid to share the name whereas I think a lot of other platforms maybe at the start more than anything were very much like, no, you can only use this, like Snapchat, you can yes. only use this on Snapchat, you cannot use it on any other platform, uh, so the fact that they are doing, they're breaking those boundaries down, must be a good thing. Um, and it
1: was clearly working for them, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no doubt that they'll probably get brought up by Facebook or someone in the near future uh, but that's another conversation um Shirley listen one of my final com- uh, final questions to you is if you could give uh, anybody three tips to sort of connect more with their audience through that organic content that you you're sort of an expert on what would those three tips be um put you on the, number, put you on the spot that's
1: all right number one would be deciding what you're going to focus on So when you're creating content, it's all too easy to sit down and say, what am I going to say this week? Mm -hmm. You write it up, you get it out, and then you repeat next week. What that doesn't do is give enough consistency for your reader or your listener. Whereas if you can pinpoint some areas that you really want to focus on, you can create content regularly within one focus, which means they will start to hear the message So you know that um, people need to hear a message multiple times before they actually hear it. Mm. And it's the same with when you're framing yourself as an expert. You have to, in a way, prove that you're an expert by sharing your knowledge. And you just have to repeat that. And not forgetting that people are in different places when they hear it. They might hear one of your videos whilst they're out on a run and hear one thing. Whereas if you repeat it, In a couple of weeks time in a different way they might be sat down intentionally wanting to learn and those Mm -hmm. are two very different ways to hear the content even if the content is the same
0: really good point
1: um point number two would be planning (laughs) put it in your diary in the same way if you want to go to the gym and you know you've got to be getting up at six in the morning to get there you have to plan it you have to know what time you're getting up what time you're getting to the gym and when you can get to work. And it's no different with when you're planning your social media. If you don't diarize it, you won't do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just as important as put, put putting in a meeting, put it in your diary and hold yourself to it. And number three would be when you feel creative, write lists of content that goes within your areas that you want to focus on so that when you get to your hour or so that you've diarized, you have ideas already. So when you've got that creative spark, you're like, yes, I can write about that or I want to film about that, write it. Whether that's a notebook, whether that's digitally, just note it all down. Don't even worry if they're good ideas or not, write it down. And then when you come to your diary session to actually write, it's all there ready and you can pull out what you need
0: fantastic three amazing points that people can actually take away which i'm really grateful for thank you yes
1: you, you can Shelley. start today
0: <laughs> exactly and that's the key, right it's about starting it's about listening to what you're saying and implementing these tips uh i think that's what a lot sure. of people miss as well they just go hey that was three great tips but actually what how can i implement those into my business um shelly thank you so much for coming on if anyone wants to like get in touch with you speak to you direct what's the best way for them to do that
1: so my handle across all social media is sheldon social and wherever whichever platform is your favorite find me there and um then you can find the links or just send me a message
0: i like chit chat
1: so yeah happy to chat
0: the conversational person which i love yes uh (laughs) thank you so much for coming on i've really enjoyed this conversation and i would very much like to get you back on later in the year as well to see what happens with all these platforms how where they're going See if, sure. what, see if what we've said today has actually come out. Um, <laughs> yeah. be, if it does, I mean, that would be freaky. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much, Shelly, coming on. Thank thanks, you. everyone, for thanks listening. You. And thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Founders 365.